Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Disrupt You. I am one of your hosts, Taylor Bell. I'm that person that's going to come to you with real facts from a dream world, but also keep it really real. Um, And here is my co-host, Dustin. Hello, hello. Final week of the semester for our side. Super excited for summer uh, break. What do you think? Getting anything exciting this summer? I hope they open all the pools because I'm going to get in every single one. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. I'm a, uh, I'm a ginger, so the amount of sunscreen that I must wear for these pools is uh, somewhat, somewhat uh, scary, but I'll be prepared. You have to be prepared. Sun protection is very important. Listeners, don't forget, don't sleep on your sun protection. I use 50 SPF. It's not, it's not just for gingers, guys. There we go. We all need to be protected. Definitely. Definitely. So should we chat about about what we're going to jump into today? Because I'm very excited. What do you got? What's on your mind, Taylor? Uh, So I think we should talk a little bit about blockchain and higher education, especially since you and I have had some firsthand uh, experience with that. And then I also really did want to jump into this conversation about NFTs and how they work. And like the idea that saying non-fungible token is just really fun to say. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, blockchain, I mean, that's a big, huge topic of decentralization and whatnot. Taylor, talk to me. What, what is it? What are we talking? What is blockchain generally? Why does it, why is it going to disrupt higher ed? What do you think? I mean, blockchain really changes the entire way that people can see credentials and their ability to confirm them, right? So it's not like uh, it's not like that simple thing where you're just like, oh, yeah, I got a degree and you can believe me. Uh, We're actually having a place that can it's unchanging and it is forever uh, where people can go in and say, hey, this person's actually certified in this. I see it on the blockchain and it goes everywhere with you. So done would be the days and the times where we're taking different bits of paper. I literally put an entire, I put like seven diplomas in a duffel bag the other day, like just diplomas and certificates. Cause I'm like, these are actually all on blockchain. I don't need this paper anymore. So this is a huge opportunity for higher education. Yeah. And I love what I love about it is this idea that, I'm going to be real honest with you, Taylor, me be honest for a second. And this has come from the communication person. We're both extroverts. And sometimes I just don't want to deal with people. <laughs> All right. And hey, here's the thing. I go to Target and I will go to the self-checkout lines. Sometimes I'm in my zone, right? I'm just kind of in my, in my head thinking about what I want for dinner or whatnot. Let me just do check self-checkout. I don't I feel like blockchain is kind of that way where I own that thing. Right. Whatever the case may be, I think the low hanging fruit, the area that's getting the probably the most early attention higher ed is certificates, right, than diplomas and whatnot. But I don't want to have to call my university to get my transcripts sent to this other school. I'm going to get my master's degree or whatnot. Like, ah, no, where's my self-checkout? And blockchain is the self-checkout, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Then you get to, like you say, own that forever. And I'm never mad about uh, 
getting the experience of using other humans out of the way when I'm trying to get something done. So the idea that in higher education, I no longer have to call for that transcript or uh, have that physical diploma to prove that I have completed this program is so exciting. And the idea that now I have this unique identifier that belongs to me uh, takes it even further into the world of blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Um, So I hope that the listeners are really interested and using it for themselves and see how that could be used in higher education. What I love about blockchain for this area is it's not just diplomas, like obviously end of the road diploma, but that's the same issue as we have had for decades where, okay, you're waiting four years or what, you know, how many every years it takes to graduate. And then you get the thing. Like, I would love to see where every single course was its own, like not certificate, but its own showing of I've proven I can do this thing lives on blockchain. So then I don't have to wait four years. I can say, okay, at the end of my freshman year, look at the things I can do. And that helps with internships. That helps with jobs and et cetera. Do you think we're close to that? What, what do you think? I mean, I honestly think we are because what you're explaining is basically the same idea as an NFT, right? You want a unique identifier that you have finished X or that you own Y. Um, And so while we may not be trading the original digitization of uh, the the Nyan cat, we can definitely say that this is a unique token for communication 503. um, And now I own this forever. So I think universities have to be getting closer. And especially when we see people that are already putting their transcripts on blockchain, putting their diplomas on blockchain. And like you said, certificates are coming nonstop. Uh, So I think that we're very close to seeing a space where we uh, we get higher education really leveraging the blockchain. Okay, you got to slow down for a second. Let's hit rewind. NFTs. What are you, what are you talking about? Some NFT. What? Tell me the ways. What is? How is an NFT different than a blockchain? Than a than a Bitcoin? What's an NFT? So the thing about like blockchain is that when you have Ethereum or you have Bitcoin, those tokens, right? Those are fungible. What a fun word, which just means that they can be recreated. You can trade one token for another and you can have something different. You have a different, it's a literal different token. So it's like if we had some Pokemon cards and I was like, man, I really want your Mewtwo. Uh, I'm going to trade you the Squirtle. Those are both, uh, those are both fungible, right? But if you have an NFT, you can literally own something that no one else owns because the identifier on that item is completely unique. So even if it's a digitization that um, has been passed around the internet a million times, if you own that actual token that is reflected on the blockchain, no one can take that from you. It is literally like you are building wealth by literally sitting behind your computer and buying digital items. And my my friend is so funny. He had no idea what he was saying, but he was talking to me last week. And I was saying, oh man, I got to go in and record this podcast. I got one to do on Sunday, one to do on Monday. And he was like, oh yeah, you're podcasting. That's awesome, girl. That's awesome. That's his literal accent. That's awesome, girl. You know why? And I was like, no, Jama, but I know you're going to tell me why. Because soon all you're going to have is your art. You know, when all the robots take over, he goes, but not like a conspiracy. You know, when they, the McDonald's, when they build the cars, all you're going to have to do is your art. So that's a good one. And so I I think in the most basic way, right, he's, he's not wrong. The idea that your art, the ownership of your art and the ability to uh, proprietize from it, 
um, are huge. And in 2021, that's totally a thing. So I think moving into that space for higher education to use blockchain is only going to give our students and the leaders of the future more opportunity to harness those things and use their art to generate wealth as well. I love that. And I love what you say about the art because I'm, I'm not going to lie. We know what we should do. We should sell our first podcast together as an NFT. Like how cool would that be? <laughs> we'll just sell the first one. The, uh, you saw the first tweet was sold, right? I forget yes. how much it was, but it was an astronomical amount, but it was the first ever tweet and it was sold uh, via an NFT. So that's, that's fascinating. Okay. So we were talking about credentials. I think that's kind of low hanging for, I think that is, you know, the first level right? The first level is credentials, diplomas, things like that. I hope the next level is classes and whatnot. But what else? What else? I feel like it's, well, that is talked about so much, but there's so many other opportunities and just higher ed, just higher ed. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. So I put you on the spot here. So let me say like, what about res life? Okay. Okay. What if we took res, the res life model and if you have a dorm room, right? You have uh, bell hall room 327. What if you, when you signed your contract, you received an NFT with your name on it of the room number of bell dorm or whatnot. And then that's like a keepsake of yours going forward. So when you're an alumni and you come back and you find someone else, we could have a, the school could have a, a repository of everyone who's lived in that dorm room. So when you come to alumni events virtually or in person, you say, oh, I stayed in that same room. Oh, did you see the geese? You can see the, oh, whatever it is, right? I think that could be something cool of like community and whatnot of using NFTs. What do you think? Yeah, that's really fascinating. And I've legitimately never thought about it, but that would be kind of cool because when you think about the very, very simply, uh, for instance, the place where I lived when I went to um, my alma mater is no longer there. Um, mm -hmm. So when we come back and we say things like, oh man, I can't believe Duchenne's no longer there. There's a whole group of people that that resonates with. So the idea that I know how no longer have to seek these people out, they're not just people that I already know that lived there when I lived there. There is now, a, like you said, a repository, like historical data of everyone that's done the same thing that you've done. And that lives on the blockchain. Not only is that really cool for the users and the alums or the current students, that's really awesome data for whatever the university is. Um, wow. Because the idea that you now have an official um, reading of the human, how long they were there, their demographics. And even on that, if you could say, oh, other similar people live there like this, or uh, we've had 10 boys and 12 girls in that particular dorm room. Uh, so that's, that's also really interesting because, you know, data analysis is something I'm super nerdy about. So uh, the idea that you could now leverage that to improve your business while empowering your students and giving them something that's honestly just like fun with that NFT is a fantastic idea. I love what you're saying about that kind of, especially like the socialization. Like, so Taylor, what was your like favorite student group organization when you were in college? Did you have like a favorite one that you're like, oh, this one, this one was, was dope. Um, I, again, I'm a big nerd. So the thing that I was most involved in was choir. So, <laughs> so okay. like that group was uh really, and it's a really specific group. So it's kind of a good example. Yeah. So if it's choir, let's say, 
and you met someone else that had acquired an NFT, right? You saw on their public ledger, right? Just think of like a Facebook, but basically a, a public ledger and a new person came to Maryville to work and you saw that they had an NFT that they were inquire at their own university. Do you think if you saw that, they're brand new, you would immediately have a little bit more like, oh, like a little bit more excitement or like connect, even though you've never talked to them ever before, like, oh, F inquire, I can get down with that person. I'm going to have lunch. Like, do, would you feel that way or no? I think definitely. And I, I mean, that's the whole idea of universality because it, it doesn't even have to be anything that concrete. That's why people join like Facebook groups, right? Mm -hmm. Oh man, there's a million other people that are also interested in what the angry cat is doing. I'm going to be in that group and I'm going to talk to all these people, you know? So I, I think that that is, is very true. And I, I would definitely like jump at the idea of like, oh, this person and I have so much in common. Let me figure out more about them. Uh, and so like that community, that socialization piece is something that people don't even necessarily realize that they could get, but that's all coming down and filtering down from just using blockchain. And here's the cool thing. Here's the dirty marketing secret. <laughs> Let me put my dirty marketing hat on for a second. Every time you feel cool about the choir thing, guess who comes along for the ride? Your school right? Because their logo's on it. They get to, even though it's you saying, talking about choir and whatnot, it's your experience. It's the university coming along for the ride and saying, hey, we're kind of cool too. We let you do that kind of stuff. So it's a way for the brand to con continuously be part of the process, which obviously helps with donations and fundraising and et cetera down the road. So there's a cool side. Oh, but, but Taylor, I got, a, I got a dirty question for you. I got, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of Devil's course. advocate. Okay. Let's see what you think. Okay. I hear what you're saying about blockchain, NFT, and it's disruptive. Absolutely. But Taylor, those things are killing the planet. Those things are not sustainable. The amount of energy that is needed to create an NFT is astronomical. It's super, it's not sustainable, right? Because the amount of energy, it is not a sustainable feature. What do you think about this? See, now you are, that is a dirty question because now I can't even talk about blockchain or FT, NFTs. Now I, I have to talk about the energy crisis and that's not what you came for. But there are so many ways, like just how people are putting their own like sweat equity and energy into creating things like the blockchain and NFTs and different types of um, Ethereum or Bitcoin People should be putting that same level of energy into finding new ways to create energy. There are so many options. We are not harnessing wind energy the way we could be. We are not harnessing solar energy the way we could be. Um, and I also have, am really passionate about the water table crisis, so we won't jump into that. But the idea that uh, salt water conversion and desalination, that also takes a lot of energy, but it has to be done, right? Or, or we're not going to live. You need to think about blockchain the same way. As we're moving forward in time, we need to continue developing these things and making them sustainable as far as energy use um, and that carbon footprint of what's really going on in the world so that we can keep moving forward. Um, so I'm not going to let the idea that we have to use a lot of energy to be successful stop the idea that it's a good idea, not just for higher education, but in general. Let me be real humble with you. I've been in a couple of these meetings and someone, the first person to ask me that, I had no idea what they were talking about. 
<laughs> I had no idea what they're talking about. I was like, what? Um, it's it's a thing on the internet, right? Or the, you know, it's a digital. And yeah, I did my research and I've 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 I've, I've answered that question many times since then. And it's I think it's I, I I love what you say. It's about moving forward in the same way. Like there's the digital component that you gotta move in this direction, but also there's a sustainability that universities should be looking at as well because it's both sides. Yes, NFTs take a lot of energy. It's like, that's not a lie. It's not, it's the current direction is not very good. However, what we've seen is a lot of companies that are leaning into NFTs and mining for Bitcoin and whatnot are being centered around renewable and alternative energy resources. Like that's where they're being located right next to. So the idea is, yes, it's not great right now, sustainability, but could it be a catalyst? for alternative energy. In order to do this, you got to have this as well kind of thing. So it's kind of interesting what, what you're saying about the the both at the same time. Yeah, no, and I, I completely agree with you. I, th- I think it's only going to force companies into this space. Catalyst is the perfect word. And as I have learned recently, sometimes we need a catalyst and we don't even know it um, for, for, for things you didn't even know needed to get done. So definitely in higher education, this is an opportunity for Uh, educators and for organizations and institutions to also reduce their carbon footprint. Fossil fuels are so dead. I believe in cancel culture and I think we should cancel fossil fuels and move to renewable energy resources. Um, And I know that many universities are on that trajectory uh, and I, I would love to see that grow. Awesome. So, all right, Taylor, what, any other thoughts you have NFTs? Like give me, give me a big idea, not credentials, um, not diplomas or whatnot. What else? Do you have a bit? I know you, I know something's brewing. What do you think? So what I thought earlier was that it's really interesting how many of our students, uh, have their own forms of art and I'm going to keep it really basic so that we don't have to have this huge abstract conversation. So we're going to say it's actual art. I have a student. Um, she was one of my first freshmen ever, and we're still very close. She's going to graduate this year. She's a visual arts student. So she does digital design and a lot of it is really cool. And it's all very original. What if we were teaching our students that they could digitize their originals and then sell them as NFTs? Other people now own that and our students are creating their own wealth. Any university students are creating their own wealth and actual physical drawn art is just a a jump off platform, right? There are so many other things where if we're incorporating this as part of the learning curriculum, we are giving our students so much more opportunity. And we're also now packaging innovation as an actual piece of uh, a curriculum. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I would really love to see universities go that way where we're empowering our students to jump into this world of NFTs, of using the blockchain, of being comfortable. Um, and that is on the high end. Very simply, it would be cool to just have a footprint of everywhere you went. So if I swipe my badge at Starbucks, I know that I was at Starbucks at 729, but I was late for class. So I should probably get there at 720. <laughs> truth, truth. That's great. And you can take that. And I mean, it's easily same thing with like music majors can have NFTs all. And then that builds a repository of, of who you are and your experience. And then on the turn, can you be data points for the institution to say, maybe we need more Starbucks. Maybe we need a Starbucks closer to the over here and et cetera. So uh, I love that, that scalability of, of blockchain and NFTs you're talking about. Yeah. And scalability is really the key. 
Um, I am so glad that you brought this up today. There is honestly so much that could be talked about with this. The last thing that I want to bring up is, did you see that Chad Chadwick Boseman was included in the Oscar gift bag as an NFT? What a great memorialization. Absolutely. I tell you, okay. So we're seeing more and more of this, right? More NFTs, more of this. Here, bold prediction, Taylor. Bold prediction right here. You're going to hear it first, and we're going to come back to this in six months. It's going to free fall. This, these NFTs are going to free fall in the next six to 12 months. The price of these things are going to fall dramatically. It's the hype cycle. The fact that these NFTs are talked about on Saturday Night Live, that Oscars, that it's so huge right now. The hype cycle says it's going to fall dramatically like the dot-com bubble in the 90s of e-commerce was like a fad, right? It's going to fall. Then it comes back up and plateaus. So look for it. So those listening, if you're listening to this from six months from now and there's a free fall, just wait. 18 months from now, it's going to plateau. It's going to be part of our daily use. So be part of it now. So you can be Amazon and have a majority of the household in the United States have a Prime account <laughs> because the dot-com bubble was not a fad. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, Taylor, hey, I, I enjoyed our first uh, podcast together. I think it was good. You could come back? I, I think I might. I, I think you might get me back. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for all your time today, listeners. It has been really real. And as always, get out there and disrupt something. It's for you.